Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters is on the air. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure-earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time as entrepreneur, author, speaker Deborah Hartnett showcases the triumphant journey of these powerful sisters. You'll be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278 or listen live 24 hours a day at www.wealthysisters.com. Now, our host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by our new sponsor, the Big Thinkers Institute. They are maximizing human potential. Visit them at www.bigthinkersinstitute.com, a leadership and development firm launching November 1st. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six and seven earning women, and our purpose is twofold. First, we love to inspire and encourage the listener, and second, we must edify and promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network, and today is another fabulous Monday. September the 12th, 2011, and I hope you are as excited about your future as I am. You know, we are here every week. That's the same time, same station, Mondays at 12 noon Eastern, so go and spread the word about the good news. Now, as always, you know, we have another great show for you. You always know that you deserve the best, and that's what we bring to you. And I'm telling you today, we have an absolute legend in the area of diversity and women leadership. She has consulted more than 200 organizations, including government agencies, around the issues of women and diversity. She has a heart of gold and is a world-renowned philanthropist. Our special guest today is none other than Miss Edie Frazier. So that's right. Oh, I'm so excited. So you know what you have to do right now. You have to go call everyone, text them, tweet them, Facebook them, and let them know to dial 347-838-9278 to tune in. We have a phenomenal guest on our show today. Also, remember, you can go to live listening at Wealthy Sisters dot com s i s t a s dot com that's wealthy sisters dot com remember us to follow us on twitter uh we are there on facebook as well and when you tune in on the blog talk network you can follow us there as well so without any further delay you know what we're going to do is just take a quick break and come back and we're going to bring to you none other than our phenomenal guest today miss edie frazier hi there this is bill lee I'm a voice talent, and I want to work for you. Just email me at bill at billlee.net. For God so loved the world. We've probably all heard the start to this verse, but what does it really mean in our daily lives? At FedEx, we understand you want a partner who can help you go global. That's why FedEx delivers next business day by 10.30 a.m. from more major international cities than any other express carrier. FedEx, another day, another dollar saved. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDraike.com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Permal Coast Publishing. 
Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores November 2009. Yes, we're live back on Wealthy Sisters. and so excited to have everyone on the line today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I tell you, we have a real treat for you. We have none other than Mrs. Frazier. She's the founding and proud member of the Committee 200. She's also um, one of the founding member, one of the board members for Count Me In and Make Mine a Million and on the leadership board of the American Women's Council. She has been active and been a vice chair of the Women's Senate Network of the DSCC, and she has helped so, so many across the United States and the world. And she is our very special guest today. Hello, Miss Edie Frazier. Thank you for joining us. Hello there. And to the Wealthy Sisters, thank you for <laughs> all that you are doing. Oh, wow. I tell you, it's just your your story and just you are just everything that you've done. I just got to say first, thank you. Thank you, thank you. A huge thank you. I love how you say it. Say thank you at least 30 times a day. We need to say you know, thank you. our attitude to is you gratitude, today. all of us, right? Is yes, everything yes. that we do is to remember every day to say thank you to others because we are about being positive and we are about being grateful. So as Maya Angelou says, we don't have time for whiners. We can only be supportive of those that want to uplift and help and support and support one another. Yes, yes, that is so true. And you have done, and I mean, just an awesome, awesome job in blazing a trail for us. All your your impact that you have left and still are leaving. I mean, it's just had so many positive influence on uh, several businesses across the world. Can you tell us a little bit here at Wealthy Sisters? We're little knows. We like to kind of get a background just to paint the picture uh, today for what we see of the great things that you're doing. Can you give us just a little bit about where you grew up and how this whole initiative around women and diversity leadership started for you? Oh, absolutely. Is you know, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia during the civil rights movement and was active in the civil rights movement. I think like all of us, we detest discrimination. And when we talk about sisterhoods, it just is so important that we stand there by our sisters. And so it was just extraordinarily interesting. My family had started Casual Corner, the women's sportswear stores, and they were entrepreneurs. But like so many of us, I wanted to see and change the world. So I had been on five foreign exchange programs by the time I was 21. And after graduating from Duke University with honors in political science, I went on and joined the Peace Corps staff and quickly became a desk officer for Africa and was had Malawi and Kenya and Chad and Dahomey. And I recruited at historically black colleges and then – it became very, very clear to me through my five years on the Peace Corps leadership that young people in this country were not into domestic service. So I switched my I switched my area and went into the poverty program for five years and worked on programs in inner city areas for African Americans. I went to Indian reservations and migrant camps and spent a year getting to know the different side of America with a team that was very, very concerned. And then 
the entrepreneurship came out in me after a stint of running health communications at for the federal government. I went and joined one of the nation's biggest PR firms globally. I then went out and joined my and founded my own public affairs firm. Now, I had a guy who was Assistant Secretary of the Treasury that said he wanted his firm and for me to join as a partner. Well, he chickened out, and there I was having my own company as an entrepreneur. And you know what? Once we do it, we know we got it in us to go Uh build. And so that entrepreneurial spark was in my blood, and the support for policy issues and the support for women and minorities and other core issues of getting the intelligence to work with the business community and with the government and with all organizations really propelled me to say we can do it together. And you know what? We can make money, honey, and we can give back and leave a legacy, but we've got to take care of those dollars. That's right. That's right. That is so important, and I love it that you boldly um, proclaim that, that we have to take care of those dollars. If we're not making the money, we can't be uh, the servant that we need to be. I mean, if if we're only focused on what our lack is, we have to have uh, the money to be able to help others. And uh, I'm proud just to say, you know, like I said, it's a real honor for me because I am a native of Atlanta. Yeah, and yeah, know all about Casual Corners and and your father, Mr. Les, and the great, phenomenal things, the legend that he's left with the score uh, as well. And um, there, you know, mention that. Yeah. Mention that with yeah. Thor. As a matter of fact, I just was in Atlanta this weekend with my 102-and-a-half-year-old dad. But you know what? <laughs> then, because of him, I joined the National Board of SCORE. Now, you know, any of you out there can get free help from SCORE because SCORE is the Entrepreneurial Business Advice Service in 400 cities and communities around America. We help 500,000 entrepreneurs a year free. So if you want business planning help, financial help, reach out to your SCORE chapter and get free help. Know your resources. Yes, yes. And you know, one of the things there when I speak with people a lot about SCORE or the, you know the, how it helps, there's a lot of, I guess, myths around with it. You have to have a certain type of business or you, you have to have all of your affairs in order. Are there any limitations on who SCORE will actually help in business? No, there are no limitations, but you want to get your business plan together. Mm-hmm. And you truly mm-hmm. want to know what your product or service is, or if you're an existing business and you really need help. Because all of us, to understand that cash flow is so important. You know, when I really developed a multi-million dollar business, but you got to know the difference. You may think your accounts receivable looks terrific, but if you don't have that cash flow together, it doesn't work. And, you know, this is so important because as we think about what skill sets you want and what help you need, you also think about, I think your show on Wealthy Sisters said three things. Is one, you got to learn how to make money if you're going to really support the things you love to do. Number two, the wealth is really in your friends and family, and that is clearly 
critical. Number three, you want to get well so that you can give, whether it's your church or your girls' club or whatever you choose. We all want a philanthropy legacy of giving. And so you put those three elements together, and we are wealthy sisters. Well, I love it. I love it. Tell us a little bit about your work um, that you're doing and your department, uh, excuse me, development committee chair with the World Affairs Council in Washington. Well, that's exciting because the World Affairs Council puts together some 60 events a year on foreign policy, and so it's really critical, and so it's fun to raise money for that. It's funny. It's fun. I'm heading up development. Uh, I support so many of the women's magazines, Enterprising Women, but Diversity Journal is really so special to me. Sheila Robinson has started that magazine out of North Carolina Her big conference, October 10th and 11th, is in the Gaylord out of Washington. We'll have over 600 women of color there, over 50 sponsors. So it's really fun to support that. And one of the key issues that I learned about just last fall and have taken a leadership position is is the future of STEM education, science, technology, engineering, and math. And it is clearly the difference of a competitive America. We did a conference call with 200 participants on Friday, and we had organizations representing 8,000 organizations and 5 million women and girls. And it's just one part of knowing we can make a difference if we really focus on skill sets and Mm -hmm. what we need to get good jobs and earn that money. So STEM is just one area where we know we can make such a difference. Well, I I love it when you said focus on the skill sets. What are some of the skill sets that you see today uh, that we need to be focusing on? Well, that's a great question, and we're just putting out a special magazine on Business Women Leaders. It's called Business Women Leaders Tributes. And as we got the chairman of Campbell Soup and the chairman of Xerox and the chairman of Avon and some of the top other corporate women, the secretary Mm -hmm. of state, the secretary of labor, the characteristics that came out so clearly are some of these that I can remember. One is authenticity. You know, you got to be real. People can tell if you're phony. You got to be real to those above you and real to those that you're bringing up in the system. I think the others couple that were so important is adaptability because we've got to be able to change. This country and our professions are all about change. If we don't learn the new technologies, if we don't embrace some of the new skill sets, we're not going to make it in this new competition. And clearly, all those that are learners, you know, one of the big executives told me the other day, a top woman, Senior Vice President of Human Resources, I look for learners that love lifelong learning, that because you can always change train and skills, but to know that someone comes in with an amazing work ethic, a dedication, a determination, a opportunity seeker that is going to give perseverance and tenacity and resiliency 
and someone that is sensitive and shows humility, someone with mm. values, someone that has tremendous ethics and has a flexibility, as we said, has courage, has an optimistic mm-hmm. Outlook for what they do. They're forward-looking and energetic, and clearly, they you put all that together with a little sense of humor, and that innate intelligence and an ability to relate and empower others. You look for those skill sets, and you embrace those. You'll succeed. Wow. I mean, that's it. That is a book in itself, all of those skill sets and something we definitely cherish when we find them uh, in, in individuals. It's a, it's a great recipe uh, for success, truly. I mean, especially the humility part and the values and the ethics. Um, it, it's really important. And the work ethic, I, I think sometimes today, when we when we have our conversations about success and we know that there is a process um, to everything and we have to allow for that process to happen, sometimes I think people get impatient with that. Do you have anything to speak to that as far as patience is concerned and allowing the work and the seeds that you're sowing and the laboring that you're doing for your business to come to pass? Well, that's really good because it's got to be a mixture of patience and impatience, right? (laughs) Because what we've got to do is in order to really grow, you've got to know what you need in order to grow. And part of that is being impatient because you really want to meet those goals and exceed those goals. But in other situations, it takes patience, it takes diplomacy, it takes a great deal of sensitivity in order to make certain that it's the right time of what you're doing and where you want to propel that that next action step. But as long as, and I use this all the time, you're taking two steps forward at all times, you're going to fall back one step. We all do. But then you mm-hmm. keep propelling with that sense of patience the next two steps forward. Yes. Can you think of a time maybe perhaps, because um, like I said, we have a diverse audience, and some are in different stages, like I said, in their business. Can you maybe think of a time where you had a moment in your business that maybe you thought, should I be doing this or why am I doing this? And if so, what did you do to come through that moment to where you are today? Well, I think we all have those moments, correct? Mm-hmm. But I think once you're out there and you've really built it, you don't want to look back. You've got to make it. So I think to focus only 5% on the problems and 95% on solutions and who are your counselors. When you start a business, I really found that the three things that I put together, one was a lawyer I trusted, one was an accountant I trusted, and one was basically an outside advisory board of people I trusted. And I put those people together once a month to review where the business is, where it was going. I grew and had teams report to these people on their excitement or their problems of where the business is. So make sure that you've got trusted folk around you because – and. If you've got a lot of questions about what you're doing, 
then it might not be right for you. So make mm-hmm. certain when you're thinking about that business, you know it is the right time, the right place, the right product, the right service, and you know your market. Oh, that's important. That is so important to know who your ideal client is. I, I know a lot of times we can kind of focus on a broad market and we, we're not really sure who that ideal client is. Uh, really is and maybe we just only need a percentage of the market as opposed to just not knowing where we're we're uh, aiming at so that is so true i love that i love that can you tell us more um miss frazier about some more of the work that you're doing with school first of all we want to say congratulations to you for receiving the lou capanelli award and we know that's given annually in um you know, for those who recognize with outstanding individual volunteerism and leadership and philanthropy uh, as well with SCORE. Can you tell us maybe perhaps some of the things that you see uh, that are some of the key issues that women need to focus on in business, um, I guess maybe with your experience around SCORE? Sure. Well, one, what is your strategic business plan? And that Mm -hmm. needs to be able to really show what market you've got, what market potential is, what your goals are from over a two- to three-year plan, and that can be adopted every month as you really look at it. So you've got to really know the market, and you've got to start with one or two customers because unless you've got a couple of customers, you're not going to have a business. I think the other second thing is financial skills. You really have got to understand, all right, what you do to really send out bills, collect bills, what you need to do in terms of contracts and agreements. You need so you need that entire area where either you've got the skills or you've got somebody around you that really has that strength of skills. Because, as again, you may show you've got $100,000 in bills out, but if that money's not coming in and you've got a payroll to meet or if you've got obligations, then you're not managing your cash flow. So even all your agreements have got to say when the money is due so both parties agree. It certainly is the biggest is your marketing and communications plan. And what have you got as a strong marketing communications plan? What is your website? What's your social media? So you put those three elements together, you're going to have the kind of plan you need, and then you've got to be action-oriented. And you know what? It's not easy, as we all agree, to be entrepreneurs. When we talked about hard work at the beginning, it is extraordinary. So you've got to have fortitude and you've got to have that persistence and you've really got to focus on performance goals with a tenacity and a resiliency that is so strong. Well, I I know you did mention that, the quote from Maya Angelou, you know, that we really don't have time for those that are wimping here because it really does take 42. you got to have a backbone, you know, 
today to really be in anything, you know, to to be focused and definitely to be an entrepreneur. You know, we know it's not for everyone. I always say I believe it's ninety five percent mental <laughs> more than anything. You bet. Uh, <laughs> but this is such a great time. There's so much negativity in this nation. What we've got to do is stay positive. Now, this morning, there's a new report out from the Department of Commerce on STEM jobs for people of color, and clearly is there's just tremendous opportunities. You know, every day we talk about people of color and boards of directors, and clearly, you know, Latinas are only less than 1% of corporate boards, and African Americans are only about 2.3% women and 3% overall. So we're all seeing opportunities as the population and the demographics have soared to make this a diverse nation. We always said the nation was going to be run with over 50% minorities by the year 2040. I project it's going to be 2035 now, already five states. The minorities are the majority. We have to stand up, get our skill sets, and lead because it is an opportune time. It is. I mean, when we look at history, we see any time there has been um, the, the, what the masses experiencing, what we say is the recession or what have you, you've always seen great um, growth come out of that. You know, we look at the Industrial Revolution and, and, and all of the whole history of our country. So it's it's very true. What are some of the areas of business that you would suggest? I know you talked about social media there. I guess I'm asking you a two-part question here, but if you could first just tell us what are some business industries that you suggest for people to really get involved in right now? Well, everyone on the phone would concur that technology is absolutely essential as a piece of business, whether it's your main piece of business and you're able to really build a website for sales. Because when you think about what your costs are and why so many retail, nine out of every ten retails, nine out of every ten restaurants fail, the cost factor of capital is really extensive in a retail business. So if you can develop through technology the extensive marketing and you look at the catalogs that are making it are more online right, than mm-hmm. any other area in terms of online business. So that's extremely exciting. I think there are way too many coaches out there because the competition for those, you've got to have a specific skill set that you think in a specific product or services where the market really is growing because what there are so many industries and companies where the markets are sinking, you've got to be a winner, and to be a winner, seek growth. Mm-hmm. To find those industries and find those markets that are are growing as opposed to the ones that are changing because of the times. And I know you mentioned the social media. Uh, there are a lot of traditional business owners 
primarily not many on this line or on our show because we are using technology just to broadcast this show all across the world. I mean, before, Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> thank you. You know, we wouldn't have had this opportunity if it weren't for technology, you know, to have an Internet-based radio show like this. So we have listeners all over the, the globe, but there are those that are still uh, a little slow in embracing the social media piece, adding that to the marketing plan, and and I know a lot of times when I speak with business owners and we talk about marketing and we talk about advertising, I just heard you say that has to be a huge portion of our business plan. What do you say or how can you suggest to those that really have not been able to embrace that concept? Why is that so Go important? get some young people. You know, go get young people <laughs> to teach you. And it's because I'm so old, it's basically I just admire the young people and is basically, I remember we were at a session with Secretary Hillary Clinton, and Alexis Herman said, what's been your mentee blessing? And she said, them teaching us the new skill sets for technology on young people. (laughs) So I think the fact is go and realize, and that's really interesting because if we look at the subject of mentorship and sponsorship, we get as much out of those relationships as we give. Mhm. Mhm. Archives at 
Well, yes, when we know um, that we see, we, we had the magazine that you were featured on, the uh, Women and Wealth magazine. I think uh, Lee uh, um, is the actual publisher of that magazine, and, and she did a phenomenal job. And you are, she did an uh, amazing a beautiful job. Year. Yes, 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 on the cover here. And, and, and uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, no, so Lee did an incredible job. And when you look at all those women's stories, of about yeah. 100 women in that issue. You know, those are the best stories. It's called Women of Wealth, but they are wealth because of their leadership and all they do. Yeah. So their stories are amazing stories, and that really does make them Women of Wealth and why you've got wealthy sisters. <laughs> yes, well, I, and I was just saying when I um, had an opportunity to read your story, I see all these great pictures with everyone that you, you know. You've got pictures with with President uh, Ronald Reagan. What was that like meeting him? And I remember he came to our high school in Atlanta. I went to Northside in oh, Atlanta. Good. Yeah, yeah, and he came there one year, and that was that was uh, a real interesting experience well, about the Secret Service what do there. We know? Even though I'm a Democrat, he was the amazing communicator, right? He got his message yes. clear. So I think yes. what is so compelling with all of us is to make sure when we speak, when we write, when we communicate, that our messages are so clear and that we're embracing others in that message. And as I train myself and train all of our people, it's always give credit to so many other people in your messages for what they're doing and bring them into the fold. That's that's true. That's true. Communications is important. You're right. And um, it, it's great that you can reach beyond the partisan lines and recognize strength and leadership. How important is leadership to you? I know it, it's extremely important because those are the initiatives that you, you focus on. But what are some of the key points that um, you look for in leadership? We've talked about those for entrepreneurs and those great characteristics. But what, what are you looking yeah. for in leadership? Well, the leadership are some of the things that we started talking about. And as we just are doing this publication on top leaders and women leaders, it's really we're all growing with the sense that the humility and non-arrogance, the sense that you've got other people to really take the other task and commend them for what they're doing and build them because we're only as strong as what our total universe is. So part of that is to be the authentic person, but to show collaboration all the way, because if we're really building others who then, and I think I've learned that if you really task people out and compliment them for a great job done, you're so much better off than feeling you got to do it all yourself. So, But leaders are also trailblazers. They're iconoclasts. They're ones that have the curiosity to do something different. It's taking the road less traveled by and making all the difference. Leaders listen. Some of us just have had, and I think I had for years, too much in just talking rather than mm -hmm. having that innate skill of listening and drawing out others 
because it's so important that they've got excited about their ideas so that they then can bring so much more to the process. So leaders have values, and so those values, if you don't find that the people you are working with or friends have real values, they're not right for you, right? We've got to have the values. And it's always that golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do to you, I think. And then you've got that optimism, because if you come up with a sense of optimism and not negativity, is that comes through so loud and clear. So I think everybody on the call today needs to think about the 20 top characteristics that you believe are best about you and write those characteristics, and then figure out what we all want to work on because it will absolutely propel you to change and to focus on all these quality good traits of a leader. Yeah, that is wonderful, asking people to do that, um, the 20 top characteristics, because I, I, I do a lot of trainings, and a lot of times when we sit down with people, very successful people um, in their, perhaps in their careers or what have you, um, there's sometimes there's a disconnect with what the goals were or what we really wanted um, out of life, and sometimes when you ask them, we ask, write down 50 things that you would want, that if money was not an issue, I mean, it will take, I promise you, it would take them forever, or or it it would be very difficult for them to get a maximum of five things. So I'm imagining having someone to write down 20 top characteristics, getting someone in that mindset of thinking about that, that, that is great. That's great. We have to definitely promote that more in writing the top characteristics of ourselves and seeing ourselves uh, in a great way, um, to even think of great things that we offer and we bring to the table because we're not conditioned to do that, you know. That's exactly right. But if we focus on those and you mm-hmm. put them down and you put them in your drawer or you pull them out and you just say, how did I do today, Right. Because we mm-hmm. all need to work on those traits, right? Mhm, mhm, mhm. That's true. And the other, and the other, the other piece that I just believe, and now I say I, but it's just so important, is it's about not about I. It's about we. So mm-hmm. the fact is, you know, all those that have such a big ego and have to say I all the time, but mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of think about and check ourselves and get other people to make sure you're talking about we. That's the leader. Mm-hmm. 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 It's always about the team. Always about the team. It's always it. about the team. And I love the fact that you brought up the listening. And that's interesting that you said that for many years you, you, you realized that you could perhaps been uh, more of a listener to to get to listen to see what others were interested in to perhaps that's the way to move them to action by giving them what they want, huh? Exactly. Or if you've got a business plan, you got to figure out mm-hmm. what they are excited about implementing against that plan, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's just so. Or if you've even they've got a responsibility against the plan, listen to what they think they can do and encourage them to go the extra mile. 
That is so true. That's wonderful. Well, what would you like to share with our audience today? You know, what charge would you like to give them as we look at today in business where we are? You you talked about staying positive, and, and it's a great time. We're on the frontier and the horizon of some incredible things with STEM uh, research and the jobs that are available in that area as well. What else would you like to leave with our audience today um, around some more of your adages? (laughs) Okay, that sounds great. Well, we've just talked about 20 traits, and I hope all of us, including me, take the 20 traits that we think are the best for success and then look at those traits. So I think the other thing is let's all think about looking back and looking at today and doing our plans for tomorrow. And if we do that, uh, focus on what you really think is real over the next year and how you're going to get there. So those planning is just absolutely incredible. So what do you want to do for your business or for your job? What do you want to do to really show the gratitude back to friends and family? What do you want to do in your community? And community can be very local, from your church to your community, or it can be a national leader on a board or advisory board. So what do you want to go for? And who are your mentees and your mentors? Because you can be what we call reverse mentoring. Go ask Mm -hmm. somebody that you respect to be your mentor And is I've had 200 mentees in my life, but I probably have three that have asked me to truly be or lately, and I'm really spending time with them. So go ask somebody you respect to be your mentor and set up the grounds of how that two-way street is going to work. And then if you've really got a great job relationship and you've got to really get a sponsor So a sponsor is a little bit different than a mentor. A sponsor is going to work with you all the way up the system and to be your advocate. So it's somebody much more senior than you that you totally respect that's going to give you advice and counsel and be your advocate for getting you some things. And, boy, are you there to show 200% your not only appreciation but the kind of planning that you put into knowing, contributing, and being an inspiration to that person. How's that? Wow, that's 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 wonderful. That's wonderful. And and for those who'd like to learn more about the executive search that you all are doing as well, how can they get in contact with your oh, agency? Sure. What I think they ought to go is on our firm's website, diversifiedsearch.com. You'll see a lot of the jobs that are open. So that's really extremely important. Get to know what is out there. You know, so whether it's that or whether it's monster, it's just, it's, there is so much that you've got. But there's nothing better than everybody on the phone knows than relationships because it is all relationship of who's going to advocate you and who you're going to advocate. So that's, it's, it's all personal. Because we may get 100 people a day that, but if you don't know them and respect them, 
then you're not going to be their advocate. Go seek those that know and respect you, and you look down and pick up other people that you can support. So you're working on developing winners. Yes, winners. Love it. Well, I know Mr. Frazier, Mr. Les Frazier, is so proud of you Thank and you, all that you've accomplished and, and living uh, through everything, the foundation that he laid, of course, as well. And we thank you again for blazing the trail and uh, for serving so many. And we look forward to continuous things to come. Well, to Deborah Hartnett well. and to all those involved is just remember is we're all sense of a gratitude is our attitude. Stay positive. Don't get into this negativity and go out there with our concrete actions. Stay active with actions. And I thank you so much, Deborah. Well, thank you, and continue to have a beautiful day. You have just heard the phenomenal Miss Edie Frazier. I'm telling you what a privilege it was to have her on our show today on Wealthy Sisters. Make sure if you just tuned in, if you missed the first half of this interview, you have to have to recognize that you have to go back and listen to it. And not only should you listen to it once, but again and again, and forward it to your friends, forward it to those who are serious. Miss Edie Frazier is a phenomenal legend in the industry of diversity and leadership. She's helped more than uh, and consulted with more than 200 companies uh, worldwide, agencies, government agencies, and organizations around diversity and women leadership. And also, she's received more than 42 awards just around that. She has a a phenomenal career with SCORE. She's the recipient of the Lou Caponelli Award. Uh, which is only given to those uh, annually uh, for recognizing them for their leadership and volunteerism with SCORE. So I'm telling you she is definitely a phenomenal person to learn more about. If you have not, we should all know who she is and really, really pattern ourselves around. She's a focus. What I love about her that she is a focused businesswoman. She takes care of business. She handles the business, and she's also a philanthropist. You know, a lot of times when we talk about giving or we we see the images that are projected uh, often in the media is that we, you know, giving or uh, we have to have that poverty mindset, and she definitely does not represent that at all. What a great example. So thank you again, Ms. Frazier, and I want to thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in to Wealthy Sisters today. We're proud to announce that we have a, a brand new sponsor, a whole new leadership and development initiative that's going to be rolling out on November the 1st. Stay tuned. It's the Big Thinkers Institute. Make sure you check us out at www.bigthinkersinstitute.com. Maximizing human potential. Stay tuned. There's some great, great things that are coming from that as well. And thank you to all of those who are in the chat room. Stay tuned to next week. Our very special guest will be none other than Miss Sherry Wade. She's going to be helping us create that living environment. It's all about the living. She's going to talk about feng shui and how our furniture and and all your space and your office and everything in your home, how we have everything that's set up around us that actually can affect our productivity. So we're looking forward to that interview next week on September the 19th with Ms. Sherry Ways. 
And again, you have been tuned in to Wealthy Sisters. Stay tuned to next week, and you guys continue to have a super day. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters, brought to you by the professional black woman, turning your concepts into cash. Join Deborah Hardnett, our host next week, as she interviews another powerful, progressive, and positive sister, and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's www.wealthysisters.com.